The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The brain is our personal tool to keep us at our best and realize self-esteem. The mind, body, and immune system work together to help us make the right choices and to reach our purpose and potential. Welcome to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Lindsay and her guests are the go-to experts when it comes to relationships, sexuality, parenting, and wellness. We're here to enlighten and inform you. Now, here is your host, Lindsay Levinson. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson. I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome if you've been a listener. Welcome if you're a new listener. It's exciting just to have you listeners, and I really, really appreciate the support. I also appreciate the support on Facebook and Twitter. And so I'm going to give you addresses, which are Facebook is Illuminating Now, all one word, and Twitter is at sign Illuminating Now. We've got some interesting threads. We've had some contests. Um, I just spent last show on the 7th uh, reading a lot of people's names that won. In fact, I just contacted many people on Facebook to tell them that. So we're doing a lot of these. We like to bring you in. We're creating a community here. So thanks for listening. Thanks for following. And share it with a friend. You know, maybe today that's what I would ask of you. Just share the link with a friend or the radio show. My personal website, qualityforlifecoaching.com. That's just something I'm glad to give you a free consultation, but we can Skype and we can call and we can meet in person and it can be about anything that we've talked about on the show, but it certainly can be about anything we have not talked about. So if you have something really personal, really confidential, a struggle, a challenge, something really great you want to celebrate, feel free to call. And if you have ideas for shows and you would like to talk to me about what you'd like to hear as the content, I'd be glad to hear that too. There will be a Lindsay's Life Secret, of course, right? There's going to be one. And so that will probably be toward the end. So our community here is getting larger, and I like calling it a community. And um, a press release just went out saying the show was renewed because of the amount of numbers. And so it's really wonderful that we are growing together. And we're creating really a supportive forum to learn and grow from each other and to be supported by each other. So that's what I think this show's about, and that's the way that I see it, and I wanted to name that. We have spent many parts of whole shows, some shows, um, maybe all of the show, dedicated to relationship, but we've also talked about divorce. We've talked about alternatives. When you have to face divorce, do you have to go to court? We talk about truth, authenticity, family values, and I think we're always, on just about every show, in some sort of exploration of more depth in ways to love ourselves. And I think that you all know that I am a strong evangelist of self-esteem. So I think that self-esteem is how we're going to get where we want to go. That's a simple way to say it. It's pretty deep, but it's pretty true. So relationships are about development and growth, be it together, maybe even be it apart. Growth and development happen in both areas. How do you sustain a relationship? How do you exit if that's the right choice? 
How do you get back into one if trust was breached or if you endured a lot of pain? Should you trust again? And how do you do that? How do you experience intimacy if you have physical challenges just with intimacy or physical challenges in life that create a challenge to intimacy? So I'm really excited today about our guest. I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but we are going to be talking to Gary Loper, who has dedicated and devoted his work to truly helping people find their way to a happy and fulfilled life. He is an author of multiple books. His book, one of them, 20 Secrets to Building Better Love Relationships. So what a great book is that, right? Like who wouldn't want that book if we could have 20 secrets to get a great relationship or even get better? Just to learn how to succeed at something and learn some skills is a fantastic thing. I always try in the beginning of the show to hope that you're typing, writing, jotting, journaling something so that you can take down addresses. Gary's email is Gary, spelled just like you think, G-A-R-Y, at sign, Gary Loper, last name L-O-P-E-R, dot com. So his email is Gary at Gary dot com. His site is Gary dot com. And guess what? You can Skype him at Gary Loper. He's in St. Petersburg, Florida. So not too hard to remember. Get that in your head. Gary Loper. You have to check out his specialties on this site. So it's really cool. Now, we're going to talk about relationships today, but there's a lot this man is involved in. And I'm going to tell you a little more of this bio, but I just want to really encourage you, go to his site because he is involved in teaching and coaching and helping others. He has eBooks, He has free offerings. And he will talk to you for, for a free complimentary 30-minute session. So when you see everything he's doing, like, for example, on just outside of relationship, for example, Twitter, you know, he'll talk to you for 30 minutes, maybe about your strategy and something that he might help you with or something you might help yourself with. So he's got a lot of areas that he's got some expertise. I'm going to give you his bio and then we're going to introduce him because I want you to know that Gary Loper is a recognized Twitter expert, mindset coach, motivational speaker, trainer, former talk radio host, and life and business coach. He is a highly respected entrepreneur. He's helping many people master the business of life. What a great, what a great statement. He teaches strategies on how to become successful to produce and maintain positive solutions and to stay in in a positive mindset and to attract and manifest true wealth. And what is true wealth? And so Gary gets into this stuff. He's living proof of how to take your personal experience and shift it in a positive direction. His foundation to building better relationships is based on the determination to build a positive that was a positive life contrary to the one that he was brought up with. His upbringing was different. So living in the midst of dysfunctional family dynamics and maybe challenged by personal losses, which can be very tough and certainly traumatic, he was guided into new levels of understanding with relationships and applied those experiences as a vehicle to live a purposeful life to help others. So how great is that? A purposeful life. I wish that for all of you. And I know all of you want to know your purpose. So these are the things that help us, listening to people with wisdom. He learned that his purpose was to empower people to discover their gifts, develop confidence, and create better relationships with themselves and others in their lives. So again, 
he's not only talking about his purpose, he's talking about helping you get to your purpose. So I want to just start by saying I am so happy, Gary, to have you on the show. You're a very busy man. Thank you so much for being thank, on the show. Thank you, Lindsay. It's a pleasure. It's uh, yeah, it's it is takes a lot to be able to do a lot of these things, but it, it is worth it because when you really look at helping people build better relationships, because it's re- relationships are the foundation of every single thing we have, and once we can start mastering the relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our partners, our customers, our health, our finances, all become easier to be able to manage. Yeah, I think, you know, I I think it is the core. And I think a lot of people just hear the word relationship and they go right to just a partner. Yeah, I do have someone I'm in love with or, oh, that's my wife. And you're right. Relationships it's just, it's, it's absolutely connections in the world in any way possible, in every way possible. It's what we oh, do. Yeah, yeah you, you have probably have a relationship to your cup or your, you know, um, makeup <laughs> or, you know, your car, all of these other things you do have a relationship with, but people just never see that, that dynamic to it. That's, I, I love that. I think that's very interesting that you say that because even I, as I expand and try to really, uh, I even talk about a relationship as an estranged parent you haven't spoken to in 10 years. So someone else says to me, well, that's not a relationship. I'm not in a relationship with them anymore. You know, but no, that, that's a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. this, the, these are all the ties that tie to you. So, I mean, why is this so important to you, building better relationships? Why is it such a big passion for you? Well, I think that, it may be a similar path, what you meant, because, uh, you know, my my parents, my parents had three kids before they were 21 years old. Wow. And I was born on graduation day, high, high school graduation. <laughs> and so I think it was it was their search for love that wound up creating us. But they were never – they didn't have the capabilities to be able to love us the way that we needed to be able to be loved. So they, they, just, they just never had the skills and the tools to be able to do it. And so I just grew up just always in feeling in need and feeling underloved, feeling not appreciated, not accepted, that, that what I was doing wasn't enough. And it wasn't until I was in my 40s that I was able to realize that I was expecting something from my parents that they couldn't provide. And so when I had that realization, I was able to accept them. You know, Interesting. So I was able to accept what they were capable of doing and realizing that it wasn't enough for me. And so our relationship is estranged as well. But it, it winds up coming is I know that I'm – I know that I still would want something more from them than they're capable of giving. So for me to be able to reach out to them or try to be able to connect, I would continue to hurt myself. So, you know, that's really, really valid and, and, you know, intuitive and insightful. I mean, so you've clearly, and maybe I should add the word evolved because you've done work. You've done work around this for you to be able to speak this way. You, you know, you're really taking a look at this and what's healthy and what's not. But how how do you how do you know that how you know so many people are in denial? I mean, a parent is a parent. I don't care if they crack a glass over my head every time they say hello. It's still my mother, and I let her in, and she sits down and you know cuts on me for the next hour. I mean, 
you know, that these are the stories I hear and, and they don't even conceive of the fact that there's another potential choice or that we have to look at health and relationships. So how did you figure this out what, in your forties or did you start well, to have pieces well, of it? It was actually, by the time I was 40, I moved to Florida and then I, 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 that's when I became a coach. You know, so I started doing my life coach, coaching practice and doing things and I was doing some, I was living on the beach and one day I was walking on the beach and I was just reflecting and I was, I was realizing that I was still, after moving to Florida for about five years, I was still in some ways living my life for the approval of my family who had not reached out to me since I moved to Florida. Then I looked back and said, okay, they weren't really reaching out to me when I was living in Wisconsin either, other than at the family functions. So, huh. it, so it was really, it was just kind of looking back and saying, okay, so what are they doing? What am I expecting? How can I be able to do this? And, you know, then, then I really started looking at it and going, you know, would I choose this friend? Would I, would, if, if a friend was demonstrating these same behaviors, would I accept that? Interesting question. Um, and, interesting, uh, yeah, value system. Yeah, and it's like okay, so I'm not going to accept that from a friend. Why would I? Ex- why would I accept it from somebody who supposedly loves me that they're going to purposely go and hurt me, and not realize that there is a better way that we, you know, that what what we may have learned, and this is the evolution, and we're, and we're we'll talk about some of these things. But what are what are what your parents did? What your grandparents did? What the great grandparents did? You know, they may think it worked for them or that was the only way they knew, but chances are it didn't work for them. You know, and you know, one of the stories that I was going to share later, because it just fits everywhere, is <laughs> my first coach one day told me that um, his wife called him up and said, meet me downtown. And he's going, well, why? And she says, just meet me downtown. So he meets her downtown, they're outside of the building, and he looks at her again curiously and says, what's going on? She says, nothing, motions her head to be able to follow her. They get into the building, go into an elevator, get out of the elevator at a marriage counselor. <sighs> and again, he goes, why are we here? And she's, and she's not saying anything. So finally, they got into the therapist. Therapist asks, okay, well, what's going on? Why are you guys here? Then she opens up and she says, well, he doesn't love me. And he goes, what do you mean I don't love you? I hug you all the time. <laughs> and, and she goes, you never said the words. Wow. Now, that was an epiphany for me because it realizes that he grew up in a family situation where they expressed with physical contact and love and hugs. Right. She she grew up needing to be able to hear the words and hear that validation, and they weren't speaking the same love language. Right. And you know, with partners, with families, with friends, we all have different ways that we want to be able to feel loved and want to feel accepted. And so that's why I've upgraded to the platinum rule beyond the golden rule. What's that? Is treat others as they would want to be treated themselves. Love uh-huh. them, love them the way they want to be loved. 
and and th- and this applies for our you know our personal relationships, our family, our customers. If we love them and respect them in the ways that they want, you know, we we'll get so much more in return. But I think there's we just get stuck in this, and this is the way that I grew up, and this is this is love because this is all I've known and experienced. But the world is opening up, and there's a lot of other ways that people are expressing and feeling loved, and we all can be able to grow if we're open to it, to be able to look at how our partners need to be able to feel that love. Right, which really leads directly to communication, which I think I don't think there's a more important word. I mean, it goes right hand in hand with trust, but I don't think if you can't communicate, trust won't be built. And if you think you have trust and you're not talking... Um, I think you're going to have something blindside you at some point. So, But I'm going to stick with communication at this point and say, because I think of that, I was going to ask you about you and your parents, and I want to talk to you about couples going forward today and what's happening. But did you have the opportunity to communicate how you wanted when you realized, you know, hey, this isn't working for me. I don't really want to hang around them if they're not going to be able to, but I don't want to put a gun to their head for something they can't do. So, you know, but was that something you just kind of realized after estrangement or is it something you ever got to sit down and talk about? Well, actually it was a situation with my father. One day we, you know, there was an estrangement and he had, he had reason to be able to visit Florida with, with his wife's family. And so we drove to Orlando and we have we start having a discussion. We get into all the little superfluous type of things. And I says, you know, well, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, we finally got around to it. And I, I, I told him, you know, I said, you know, I realized this is what I need. This is how I need to be able to feel love. This is what I need to be able to get back from you. And if we can start here, that's a beginning. What did he say? He said nothing. And he wasn't able to do it. And that's been probably six years. And so, and so he hasn't responded to those questions and, and, and making himself available in that way. And, you know, some people, you know, and that's another part of the things that we want to be able to talk about is relationships are not necessarily for happily ever after. Right. That was it's, my next it, it, question is what's it, your belief system on that? It's it's nice if it does and the fairy tales are great, but it's really I think I really believe that people come into our lives, there's a soul contract that they come in to be able to help us grow. And like in any good play or any good movie, there's a protagonist and an antagonist. And I believe that the souls come in based on my soul calling out and saying okay this is what i this is what i need to learn to grow and the thing and we got to be able to help get gary bring the physical along with the soul so who can come in and play these parts to be able to <laughs> learn, teach him these lessons so we can be able to go where we need to go and do the things we need to be able to do and for that i really believe that that's becomes when people come in for a reason season or a lifetime you know, so it could be short term. You know, I've had some, I've had some short term relationships. One that was just like six or eight weeks. That was probably one of the most significant relationships in my life. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's it, not time, right? It's it's, it's what not time. happened. It, it's what happens and what's what's lessons, and that's some of the things that we really need to be able to learn about. Is not so much that you know the relationship. The, 
you know, no longer fuels each other. But the fact is that you can be able to grow from it. And this is one of the um, one of the huge lessons that I got out of Neil Donald Walsh's books, The Conversations with God. And in that, he told us that our primary focus, our purpose of being, is to become the best me I can be. Right. In a relationship, the only thing that changes is that I can that I can be able to support my partner to be the best they can be while still being my best. And I think that's so important because people realize it's like, oh, I'm going to help my partner. And they wind up losing themselves into that relationship, into that partner, and they lose their identity. And all of a sudden they wake up 10, 15 years later and say, well, where am I? I don't know who I am. Right. And so, and so, and if you can't support somebody to be their best while maintaining your best, that's another signal for you to be able to, you know, maybe start to, you know, start looking at an exit strategy and say, okay, so this is the reason something was going on here. Start your reflection. What did you learn? What can you do better? Take responsibility for what, you know, for what went wrong and, realize that there's more love out there for you and you deserve to be able to be loved in the way that you need to be and to be able to help you to for you and your soul to continue to grow. Right. I think this is really, really important. And I think that, you know, a lot of these shows I have, there's certain terms that keep showing up and showing up. So one of them has been the boxes. We, we have a lot of boxes. They're predetermined in this life, you know, with, from the time you're a child to what grades you get to what school you'll go to, should you find a, a spouse, and then should you have kids, and just each thing, what job, what title, what money you make, what house you bought, a car. So there's these jo- you know, boxes, and I think that this goes along. Now, I am not on this show to say a belief system in monogamy or not. I mean, I certainly believe in truth at all times, 100%. But I think that... There's a new movement, and I, and I was just talking to a client who was young. You know, they were in their late 20s, and, and they were saying, you know, I'm, I'm afraid. They, ha- they came from a divorce situation, but the divorce happened, you know, many, many, many years later. So they really had a very good lifetime of a family life, and it was actually a good marriage. And so this person was saying, I'm afraid to love. If, if my parents didn't last, and, and they got along great, and we had a really good life, and then boom, that ends then, you know, I'm just scared to death. And, and as you're saying, it's a different way to see a perspective, which my guidance to this person was every minute that you get that's good is great. So if you got one great year, that would be great. If you got two great days, that would be great. You know, make what your time is great by connecting and paying attention like you're saying. Are you happy? Do you feel right? Is it feeling healthy? So is that resonating with what you're saying? Yeah, it is. Because, it, you know, you can always make the best of things. And, uh, and I got a little distracted distracted for a second because we got a, got a, a countdown. So um, We're fine. We've got time. Yeah. No, to, yeah, to, to be able to make the best of everything that we can is essential. But to be able to look at, you know, like we said, that these people come in. I looked at the fact that, you know, I okay. I was my parents conceived me the day before high school uh, on a high school picnic before the, before senior year started, 
And so when I look at that, and I look at a lot of things that are going on there, so that, so this was the mid-50s, and so it wasn't so acceptable for a high school girl to be able to become pregnant and go through that. Right. So, there, so there were a lot of anxieties. There were a lot of other things that was going in. You know, yeah. and, and, and I look back at that and I'm going, okay, well, why should I love? Because, you know, my parents, if I, you know, if my parents couldn't love me, then why would anybody else love me? And that's right. the reflection. And that's some of the model is, is I look back at it as, okay, I was born into that situation to one day be able to wake up and realize how I can use that to be able to help other people because there's a lot of other people who are going through the same kind of feelings. So the right. same thing, same thing that, that if you're going through a divorce, a relationship doesn't work out, your heart is broken. I kind of look at those things as if you don't go into a relationship prepared to have your heart broken, you're not in it fully and you're never going to be able to experience it. You have to be able to go in full in and explode. Well, the, one of the big things, the misnomers, is that people just think it's sunshine and balloon all the time. But it really, on a soul level, the relationship is there for both of you to be able to grow. And you're going to be continually bumping into each other's unfulfilled emotional needs. And that's where a lot of times people start getting, you know, getting their feathers ruffled up and they go, oh, my God, I, you know, I, I can't stand this. You weren't the same person. And that's, you know. And, we, and after the break, we can probably explore that. Is there's there's a, a DNA, um, there's a hormone that's submitted in the body when relationships are new, right? That sort of clouds your perspective. And when the, when that hormone wears off after about two and a half years, then we start seeing things. Then there's the opportunity for growth, and we have to be able to be open. To be able to allow the growth and allow the things to be able to happen and be able to unfold and, and, and be able to realize that we're both growing. We're both having pains. We, you know, it, it's not just one person and they're hurt and pain and the other person didn't, you know, they didn't necessarily have the perfect life either. I know with, with Carol, you know, she just didn't, she didn't realize some of the things in her life. And I'm going to be interested to talk about you, you yeah. two, and I want to talk about divorce. And we are going to go to break shortly, but this is really good stuff because I do want to talk about the growth. I want to talk about people's perspectives on what they sort of, quote, bought into when they did get married or did get together. And that, again, I sort of say it's a movement, but it's, you know, the growth is good and you should root for your partner to be growing at all times. And so should you be growing at all times. And then staying on the same track might take some significant awareness. That's true. But I want to talk when we come back from break. I want to ask you a little more about this. And then again, I absolutely want to hear a little more of your personal story with divorce, oh. remarriage, any of that stuff. So we won't oh, start. Don't, don't tempt us yet, but we're heading off. We'll be back in a little bit, but the story is really interesting and really good. So please stay tuned and stay on the station because it gets good. We'll be right back. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. 
Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris, real talk on business and parenthood, Hosted by Chris FSCU, Chris is the portrait of the success story. Coming to the U.S. with no language skills, founding and growing several businesses while raising his daughter from age 7 to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's L-I-N-Z-I-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now. This is Lindsay Levinson. I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. And of course, we're on the Variety Channel at voiceamerica.com. We have our special guest today, Gary Loper. And I gave a pretty big pitch in the beginning to say that this man is involved in a lot of teaching, education, coaching. He's a writer. You need to visit his website. So if you didn't tune in before, garyloper.com, take a look at that because there's ebooks and there's free offerings that are very valuable. I've taken advantage of some myself. So I think that it is really worth um, investigating this a bit. And Gary, you know, so we left off and we were talking about relationships and we were talking about, I think, expectations. And you're right, the way our parents did it generation after generation, which I kind of call boxes. We get these predetermined ways things should be or monogamy and it's supposed to be you married someone that's that. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, how do we know? You know, how do we know these things? And so, you know, you were talking about it. And I, I, want, want, I want to say one more thing, and then I want to hand it back your way. But I do want to say I have a view, you know, that I'll meet many, many couples. That's probably my biggest specialty. And they talk a lot about, you know, or I meet people wanting to be in a couple, but I don't want to be alone. I want a companion. I want to grow old with someone. I want to have things to do with someone. And, and I believe the reason that we actually seek another person is a witness you know, witness to our 
greatness, a witness to ourself, a witness to our beauty. And then we're able to reflect that right back. So I think it's got to do with being on a journey and being witnessed. And then that person, you know, really, as I said, roots for you and you get to be your best because somebody's rooting for you. So that's fun. And then you root for them right back because it feels so good. So that's just, that's a little take on the side, but tell me, you know, where we left off your thought about partners forever. Um, you've been divorced. So tell me a little bit about how that evolved and how did you feel about yourself going through it? Well, actually I was, I've been divorced twice. So my marriage now is, is my third marriage. Okay. And my first marriage was right out of high school and I was longing to try to find, find the relationship, find the family that I didn't have growing up. Right. And things were pretty good for a while until the economy shifted. That, that was 1982. So then I lost a job and the fi- some financial situations came up. And then, um, you know, like you said, the witness or that validation. I didn't, under- I didn't have any understanding of any of these things at this time. But reflecting back at it, we, d- you know, we were young. Neither one of our parents had the skill sets to be able to help guide us through on an emotional level. You know, I think uh, my first wife, she was given suggestions. Well, just leave him alone. He'll figure it out. (laughs) And that was probably the worst thing because I needed to be able to feel loved and respected and honored and be able to help help pull me up out of it. It was because, okay, you know. You, we got two kids. We got another kid on the way. We got a we got a house, and all of a sudden, you know, there's no money coming in. So my self worth just, yeah, right, right, you know, right out the door. And so that marriage ended, you know, and I went through about nine years, nine years before the next marriage. Wow. And but it was kind of things. It's like well. The the first marriage, both of us were each other's first, so you know we had very had no other experiences in the world. So we were looking at you know I went and gathered gathered experiences. I was looking for things. I was trying to be able to find myself and really be able to see what's important for me. And looking back at it, this was the beginning of my ideas about practice dates. Practice dates. Okay, tell me what yeah. that is. Well. If you don't know exactly what it is that you want in a relationship, you're not going to know until you see the opposite of what you want. Mm, I, I so <laughs> right? get that. Yes, I get yeah, that. Right. So, so you know, if if you realized, you know, one of the, you know, my, my second marriage was, you know, I I got into a rescuer mode, and it's like. And so it was nine years, and I thought I was going to get all of these, find all this relationship, and I figured, okay, well, here's somebody, and she's got a lot of great qualities, and it was kind of a settling. It's like, okay, well, I have this. She's got potential. She's just sad. She smokes, but that's okay because we'll show her all these other things, and then she'll quit. But she didn't. She didn't do that. Yeah, no. and, and and I got wanted to pull. I got pulled down into in, into her her muck as well. And it's like okay. So 
I really looked at these practice dates, and so I realized, okay, okay, smoking is not an option. So a lot of these other things. So I learned what it is that I really wanted, and what was not negotiable. And after that relationship ended, and that one only lasted about three years, the first marriage was about nine and a half years. So there was another nine years. Wow. But before before the next relationship. And that's in that time, more practice dates and more awareness. I moved down to Florida in ninety six. I started coaching in ninety nine. And then I really started, you know, I, I was involved I got another relationship that I was involved with for about two and a half years taught you know, showed me a lot of spiritual practices. And I and I learned more about law of attraction and how the mind works. And how the mind will will attract anything that we're thinking about, regardless of negative or positive. Yes, 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 so, yes. So to be able to prove this to yourself is just like look around the room that you're in, notice everything, but don't notice the color red. The first thing that the <laughs> first thing the first thing you notice is you're going to notice red. Right. So early on when I was coaching. You know, doing a lot of relationship coaching and, and helping people find relationships. So, you know, a lot of women say, well, what I ask them, what do you want in a relationship? And they go, well, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want that. And what? The, and they still wound up meeting the smoking, drinking jerks who left the seat up and didn't call in the morning. <laughs> so, right. so, so what you want to be able to do is because they didn't want that. So you have you had to be able to reframe that and be able to, what is it that you really want? So if you don't so want somebody who smokes, for example, you want somebody who's health conscious, who exercises, who takes care of their body and, you know, who, who eats well and all the other things that are very important to you, you want to be able to do that. And in this process, I wound up creating my list Oops. and I had, so I your had, list, and now you have a list of. of I, I had a list of about forty six qualities mm. that that I wanted to be able to have in a relationship. Right. And that list became <clears throat> the foundation of my online dating profiles. Ah. And so I put so I put that list out there, and so again, and with more practice dates, the list got ref- you know redefined. And then we, you know, and then Carol found my my profile. And, and Carol it, is my 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 current wife. Or, current well, wife. Yeah, and uh, and actually, in a month from now, will be the the tenth anniversary of the day that we met on July second. Aww. And then we got married five months later, and so we're coming up on our our tenth anniversary. And so I realized that by finding those qualities and what I wanted in a, in a relationship, that she has all those relationships. She has those qualities. So you could tell within the five months and obviously sooner because if you're getting married, it means you're making yeah. commitments. But, but very, very early on, month one, month two, mm-hmm. you're saying this list. I'm checking the boxes and I can see that. I don't have to know this person for 10 years to figure this out. I see right here. She's, yep. she's it. We got that, and there's there's one one comical side note that I always like sharing with this is you also want to be very specific about what you're asking for on your list because one of the things on my list is I asked for an accent, and in my mind, I was thinking Southern, Indian, British, something very lyrical to me. 
I did get an accent. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> I got a New York accent. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and luckily it's not one of the, you know, the harsh kind, you know, harsh accents to her, you know, it's a soft New York accent. Yeah. No, but, I've talked to her. She sounds lovely, actually, but yeah. I totally have yeah, the little New York. It's got character. Yeah, but, but it's, it's one of those things. So if, if, you know, and we bring that up, that if there's something that's important to you, you've got to be able to be specific about what you want because if you're doing this and constructing this list to be able to find your perfect relationship, you want it to be able to have everything in it that you want that's very important to you. I think that's... Really, really, you know, it's, it's got a lot of depth to really put that kind of thought into it and to cre- start to create a list and a comparison. And I think, again, a lot of us, we're just in, we're, we're in a mode. I mean, I could, you, you could get me off on a tangent about, you know, but we're not using our brains as much in connection to relationship. We're with the electronics and everything else. You know, we want quick answers, quick gratification, and we don't necessarily go super deep to actually think about ourselves. Who am I? What really makes me happy? What really makes me smile? When do I get the most excited? Which friend cheers me up when I'm down? You know, and, 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 and like you're saying, gathering, whether it's dating or those kinds of questions too, as well as the negatives. You know, like for me, here's an example. It's really hard to get me mad. And I actually, my last show I did was on anger. So I love to talk about it because I think it's, it's almost fun. It's like a puzzle because if you don't get mad, there's other ways to handle it and really and still be really good in the world. But justice is an issue for me, and I'm really aware of that. Mm-hmm. And justice can trigger anger. And, um, you know, so, but to learn these things about ourselves, to actually be able to make a statement, that is one thing that sometimes I have to keep myself in check if something's unjust because that's going to, you know, that can turn me right into anger, and I'm just as passionate in that area if, you know, um, you know I, I, I always want to be in check. So I like well, what you're saying. Thanks. Well, I think, you know, what you're talking about, too, is then when you're in a relationship is that you also want to be able to be aware of that other person's lists or their love languages. And one of the one of the best examples of this, and like when we talked about, you know, my coach's story about the marriage counselor, this was my first exposure to love languages, and it's very, very important even now. So you have your list. You're going through these things. Is that you understand the love language of the, of your partner and realizing that it's going to be different. Realize, you know, you're realizing their passions and their buttons. And this is one of the things that I mentioned to Carol when we first got together. And I called it my minefield map. Because I spent a lot of times and I, and I, I went deeper than probably most people ever, ever, ever could imagine is I understood all of the things that could happen that could get, get me to be able to be in a very negative, angry place. Right. And I wanted to be able to share those in a way that, okay, this is how I've been hurt. And if, you know, if this button gets pushed, this is how I tend to react and this is how I'm going to feel and this is the aftermath, ba-da-da-da-da. And so I, wa- I wanted to be able to share that so that I could be protected. Right. That, that if my partner, Carol, could be able to remember those hurts and those pains that she could be able to see them coming and be able to steer away from them to be able to protect us. And I think that if we're looking at and putting the needs of other our partners first, 
is going to be is probably the the secret sauce of uh, anything else that we can be able to tell you that you know know what you need to be able to know to be able to be happy and be able to be fulfilled but if if you give first and put the needs of your other of your partner first make them happy they are going to be more apt to be able to return in kind and be able to love you even bigger than what you have imagined was was possible but it it gets to be so hard is because we've all been hurt we're, we're reluctant to be able to love but if you don't love if you don't put yourself out there you're never going to receive it because it's going to be hard for somebody to be able to knock down your walls that's right that's right i can't i can't agree with you more on that i mean it's the authenticity of if you really want it, you have to step right into it. You can't right. say, I want it, and then stand out behind the window watching if it's safe and peeking you know, with your toes and fingers. I mean, you have to go in. And I want to ask you, because I think you're an inspiration in, in sustaining any relationship. You and Carol have a great relationship, and this 10-year anniversary coming up is you know, just meeting each other's congratulations. And, and I know, you know there are people that have challenges and we all do we all do so many whether it's in the relationship like i don't like that he does that he doesn't like that she does that or i don't like this about myself or i'm embarrassed about this or you know this is between you and me but never bring it up at a party or you know so we have our stuff but then it kind of creeps into intimacy and i wanted to i you know because of our time and i know we've got a couple minutes left and then i do some closing antics certainly but but i want to make time to hear about you and carol because you know i think you can help a lot of people with the love that you share Okay. Well, you know, it, it's really been an amazing journey because when, when Carol and I got together, and, and actually this was, uh, you know, coming home from our honeymoon, uh, you know, Carol had, she, she, she just didn't start feeling well. And it, her energy was really zapped, zapped her out. So we, you know, we came back and then we're looking at that we're going to move both of our houses into a new house and going through that. And she wasn't physically able to be able to do that because she was just mentally, emotionally, physically drained. We weren't really sure what was going on. She's had had some challenges along the way, but it was never diagnosed. And so she had a couple of these episodes throughout our time. And what was really kind of interesting was last May, her position as a graphic artist at at the university here was eliminated. And so she lost her job, she lost her income, and at about the same time, she finally received a diagnosis of, of myasthenia gravis. Myasthenia gravis is a, uh, a form of muscular dystrophy. Oh. And so there's there there is a lot of things that that go on there, and you know we could talk talk a lot about about that condition. But I think what was really important is to be able to look at for a lot of other people is things change in our relationship, and I think what was really important for us is that. We had this solid foundation. We we knew these love languages. We were we were looking at it. We knew about soul growth. We knew about these things, and that gave us a foundation to be able to deal with the changes a lot better than what other people may have had experiences. Because you know we hear a lot of people is that they go th- you know there's a health challenge, something comes up, and then it's too much. 
one person's out the door. Right. And so we real, you know, we really have been able to realize that that there is something very important about our union and what we're able to do together, and how much better we are individually and collectively. That you know that we're going to be able to ride through this now. This you know this has brought in a a number of of challenges because of her fatigue issues. She's not able to work anymore. So even if she wanted to, she's not able to go through you know to be able to go work a regular job. Right. She, she probably can't do more than an hour, hour and a half at the computer at a time. Then need to be able to take a break and be able to go through the things. She's also have. Another complication of of bladder issues, where she's lost control of her bladder, oh, and so so you know she's doing very well with this, but that also has creeped into our intimacy. So our intimacy has changed, and so you look at a lot of times as you know you, you're having a relationship and you want you want that love and that that physical contact. So what I, what we've really been working on and has developed is finding other ways to be able to express that intimacy, to be able to love each other and support each other and to be able to, you know, make sure that she's feeling good about herself. You know, when she's, you know, she'll tell me and I've been able to see when she's got days that she's calling like ones and twos, uh, you know, out of a scale of ten, and ten being a great day, you know, there's a lot of times that she's in in the two to four range, and and so we can be able to see that. And so, I'm looking for ways to be able to, you know, encourage her and support her, and be able to tell her that I love her, and be able to, you know, to be able to realize what we have. Right. Right. And I and I really think you know there there's an opportunity for us to be able to grow and to be able to realize again, reason seasons lifetimes and things are things are not always are not always going to be the exact same way all the way through your lifetime. Right. I think that's great that you that you say that that you see that. I hope that listeners are listening close. Things change. I mean, I know of a relationship where someone, you know, got mad and said to the other person, you know, I'm, I'm done with you. You've changed. And the other person said, you know, it's been 20 years. I'm really glad I've changed. I mean, I'm not going yeah. I'm, I'm to say I'm mad at you that you didn't, but you shouldn't really be cutting me down that I did. And so it's the way people see things. And we do have to head toward the end of the show. I I've loved this show with you. I offline, I'm going to be talking to you again because I'm going to want to have you on again because (laughs) you're great. You're, you're, yeah, you're awesome. And, and I certainly, you know, just, just appreciate you being vulnerable and and talking about your own personal relationship. And, and Carol obviously is allowing that as well. And that's part of what's your bond is that you tell the truth. You tell the truth. You're with reality. Nobody is BSing or in denial. And that allows you, I mean, that's the greatest authenticity, which makes for the greatest intimacy. Yes. So, yes. No, we 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 you know we we've been able to look at a lot of these things as an opportunity to be able to help other people grow. And I know that I feel I've been blessed with the platform that I've gotten on Twitter and social media, and some and it's given me a lot of opportunities. And I know that I can be able to take my experiences, our experiences together with Carol, to be able to help other people build better relationships and build a better, happier life. Yeah, what a great, that's just a great way to say it. 
So, I mean, I just, I want to say to you, Gary, thank you so much. I, I am going to do a few more closing things, so I know you're still on, sure. but I really just okay. want to say thank you for being on the show today. I mean, I just oh, can't tell you. It's, it's a pleasure. Great. Thank yeah. you. Like, thank sure. you, Lindsay. Sure. So I want to talk a little bit, just I want to recap a little. Today we've talked about relationships. We have talked about intimacy. Gary's offered up some really deep insights for us. I love the things he brings up. Relationships, estrangement, communication, challenges. So these are, these are important things. And, and we want to get it right. And there's real no getting it right. Those are just my words to say. Being your best self is getting it right. Because if you're stepping into your best skin, you have a best shot. At probably making some good choices. I want you to note GaryLoper.com because it's important that you look at his site. I want you to hear Lindsay's Life Secret One. Relationship is relating. It is vital to think of the other's view and have empathy, whether you get their view or not. Stay away from logic. Okay, you might not get it. It might not make total sense to you, but feel what someone else is feeling and feel what they're saying. So again, there are languages of love, but the biggest thing we do as a society is we defend. So as soon as someone starts telling us we're not doing something right, we're getting our defense prepared. I'm saying step away from that option and actually just feel your partner's pain. And I'm a big believer in truth, so you always want to tell the truth. So even if you're not sorry for what you've done, you don't think you did anything wrong, you can always say, and listen closely when I tell you this, you can always say, I am so sorry what I did hurt you. You know, I actually still feel justified, so I need to do some more thinking about this. I want to try to see how you're seeing it, and I can maybe grow. Maybe there's something I don't see about myself. But I can tell you I'm truly sorry that I hurt you because that's something I would never want to do. So that is a very different way to work with saying you're sorry or listening to your partner's pain is acknowledging the pain matters the most to me, and I don't like that, but let's get into the logic and try to figure this out. Lindsay Life's secret number two. It doesn't help you to be right. It's far better to be heard and get a result. You're looking to get along. So you can yell all day long and tell someone why they're right or wrong. But, you know, being right's not the point. It's that people listen to each other. I am going to just tell you to keep following us on Facebook, Twitter, qualityforlifecoaching.com, and now GaryLoper.com. And I want to say that you are making a choice to be here. And that's really precious to me that you choose Illuminating Now, that you listen to this show. I want to tell you next week, guess what? We're going to talk about relationships again in, in a, different, a different angle, a different author. This is Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, and she wrote the book Orgasm for Life. So what a great name, right? Like, could you not listen to that show? Orgasm for Life. And it's, it's got a lot in it, in intimacy, and Jennifer's going to talk to us. She has worked, I mean, for over a decade, she's helped thousands of people map out really clear and precise direction in their paths towards spiritual development, and you heard Gary mention that too. So, you know, it really plays in, if you're dropping down deep and you're getting real, probably some spiritual stuff going on. And Jen, Jennifer is just, she has some psychic capabilities and has had those since her youth. So she offers a really outside source of confirmation or validation that can be used in everyday life. But most of all, you know, it's just important to know her book, Orgasm for Life, released. It's going to be talking about how men can really, really make their women happy and how women can really, really make their men happy. And we want to be talking about both those subjects. And like Gary did, 
caring about your partner, first and foremost, that's so precious to just stop and say, this is an issue for my partner, whether it's today or a physical thing or a permanent thing, but I care. And the first thing I'm going to do is make sure my partner knows I care a lot. And there are many languages of love, but it never hurts to tell someone, I care, I love you, I'm sorry, I'm going to work on this. There's a lot of ways to say it, but really, it helps a lot. So, you have been listening to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. You've been on the Variety Channel at voiceamerica.com, and we have had Gary Loper, and we've been lucky to have him, and I hope to have him again on the show, but he has really enlightened us. Go to GaryLoper.com. You can also email him, but go to that site and check out his stuff. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a fabulous week. Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.